Omicron! Great timing. Mm-hmm. I love Omicron. I'm Robert Evans. This is It Could Happen Here, a podcast about Greek numbering schemas. Garrison, what do you, what do you, how do you, how do you feel about Omicron? This has nothing to do with the topic <laughs> we're talking about. So this is this is an update. Uh, a few uh, probably last week we uh, earlier this week we discussed the uh, the the trucker we, the, we the trucker scheduled our episode recorded before the truck convoy for yes. after the truck convoy had already done a bunch of things. Yes. which was really good. Call so on our part. we 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 recorded to talk about the fifty thousand trucks that were that were going to show up at Ottawa and. Thing things did happen. Maybe not that. Sure did. They um, did not because, like, but... <laughs> I've been listening. Some of their claims are like, and Alex Jones is parroting them now that it was like eight hundred thousand to a million truckers, and there's ah. three hundred thousand truckers in all of Canada. Like, <laughs> 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 but it was lot. It was lot. It was a lot of people. Like, not to not to yeah. downplay what happened. Yeah. So we're going to give an update on what happened there and kind of discuss maybe any ramifications that stuff like this could have going forward. But to help with that. Um, we have uh, Dan, who came on uh, last time to help discuss. Hello, thank you for coming on again to talk about the same thing. Thank you for having me. We last left off with you saying that you hope I don't come back on again, because that would be a good thing, and it would mean that uh, the bad things did not happen. So, sorry to be here under such shit circumstances. Yeah, so, you want to go over the bad? Yeah, let's, so... Let's- Let's let's briefly do a do like a recap of like what this thing was like like why why was it happening and like what was the idea when we last left Canada a bunch of truckers <laughs> were angry that they had to present evidence <laughs> evidence of vaccination this spiraled into as I'm understanding it at some point them rejecting all public health measures uh yes actually the the exact demands are for the federal and provincial governments to quote terminate the vaccine passports and all other obligatory vaccine contact tracing programs uh to terminate covid (laughs) vaccine mandates uh and quote respect the rights of those who wish to remain unvaccinated uh and here's where it gets weird uh cease the divisive rhetoric attacking canadians who disagree with government mandates kind of hard to say when that one's fulfilled and uh, finally, cease to limit debate through coercive measures with the goal of censoring those who have varying or incorrect opinions. That's what the convoy is for. I mean, do y'all know what a government is? <laughs> <laughs> uh, evidently, I, I was at some be- debates in 2020 uh, with the state that went a lot uglier than it looks like this one went. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we um, we, we, we can talk about that. This. The, the standoff has been, well, it's been just that. It's been a standoff uh, in that regard. So, <laughs> just, It seems just, like they've kind of hooliganed around a, a bunch of towns and threatened a homeless shelter uh, if they didn't give them food and left tr- trash everywhere and mm-hmm. set up a checkpoint on the border or just a blockade on the border, I think is probably more accurate. There's and, been blockades going on and off the border. Um, yeah. I think the most noteworthy is uh, in Alberta and Coot right now, but I might be pronouncing that wrong. And, and what was the police? Res- it was something along the lines of, we don't think there's like a policing solution to this problem. Oh, yeah. So you're totally up to date. That that happened today. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So a little after 2.30 p.m. today, 
The Ottawa police chief, Peter Slowly, said in a press conference that, quote, there may not be a policing solution to this demonstration. Uh, is, is it really that easy? <laughs> it's evidently it's that easy if you wait till kind of like the media has had a few days and most of the coverage is just like breaking bad things still happening. Uh, so it's, it's not great. So what, what was the lead up on the Saturday? Right. Cause they, they, they were, they were, all, they were all, all the trucks and caravans and stuff were supposed to arrive on Saturday. What was the lead up on Saturday? Like, and like what, what, what happened on like the actual like first day? Yeah. So te- Saturday was technically the first day, actually Friday throughout the day, uh, a yeah. lot of people started arriving. So the occupation's been, uh, we're recording now Wednesday. Um, it, it started on Friday and uh, the main, like the largest contingent of the convoy was staying overnight Friday night in a nearby town called Armpire, uh, west of Ottawa. And they moved in from Armpire to uh, Ottawa on Saturday morning. Uh, at the same time, people converge from other parts of Canada. Um, to Ottawa's east is Quebec, and to Quebec's east are the Maritime Provinces. And uh, 3,000 people at least came from Quebec and met uh, with the convoy too on Saturday, kind of coming in from different parts of the day between Friday night and Saturday afternoon. And Saturday was kind of the big day, the big party. Uh, the main point of contention and the main thing that happened was uh, some major streets are gridlocked by vehicles moving into the city, uh, into the very crowded core of Ottawa, my hometown, and staying stationary on busy roads. Uh, Both commercial and residential roads are part of this. Driveways for both businesses and residences were blocked off. Fire roads were blocked off. Ambulance roads are blocked off. Uh, Local businesses that stayed open had to close throughout the day Saturday, largely. Uh, Some managed to not and many who just stayed closed already because they knew what was going to happen and this happened the closures uh that happened on saturday are mostly still going on today as i'm speaking to you wednesday night uh closures followed patterns of harassment and some alleged assaults which robert mentioned before also happened uh, at a homeless shelter in downtown ottawa and pretty much everyone i've spoken to I've, i've been in ottawa uh visiting it's my hometown and uh, pretty much everyone I've spoken to who lives in the downtown core has had a slew of stories since Saturday of either harassment at work or just harassment walking through the streets. And the worst part of it all is that right now there's not a clear ending in sight. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com news. That's LifeLock.com news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. What is it like on the ground there in terms of, I know there's like kind of like a blockade around the border, but like what else is like around Ottawa? What's like, what, like, what, what is, what's it like to walk around in these places? And like, how big is the area that these people are staying at? Like, where are they staying at? Are, are, are they all sleeping in their trucks or staying at hotels? What's it, like, what's like the. It's an excellent question. There's a, there's a mix. So hotels were booked up uh, the week leading up to the weekend as, as the uh, news cycle kind of exploded. More and more people called into hotels in Ottawa. A lot of people actually brought tractors. Uh, people are also sleeping in their trucks. Uh, of course, if people have like family and stuff staying in Ottawa, sometimes they're staying with them. Um, it's a mix of everything. Actually, I, I know a guy who even his car was like blocked off uh, in the parking lot. He has to park in because it's downtown. He doesn't have street parking or, or driveway parking. Like it's in a public lot and he couldn't get his car out uh, for over a full day because an RV camper set up near him and just blocked him off. So it's a mix of everything. Uh, starting on Saturday, there's like a lot of partying, a lot of music, a lot of kids. Uh, it's gotten a little bit more chaotic 
and less condensed since then. And also the area is hard to gauge because streets are actually constantly as uh, vehicles move out for one reason or another. Streets are kind of being retaken back organically by the city, uh, but then sometimes throughout the day getting retaken again back by the convoy. So the occupation has been a little fluid on some of the outside streets. Wellington Street, which is the street outside of Parliament in Ottawa, has been consistently uh, occupied, uh, to my knowledge, blocking off kind of, not actually blocking off, but you have to walk past them uh, as a pedestrian to get onto Parliament Hill. So that's where the kind of the core of the action, of the action is and everything else spreads out from that. And near hotels, uh, there's a little more action because that's generally where people are staying. How has members of parliament and like local politicians been reacting since Saturday? I, I know there was there was some videos of like uh, I think one of the MPs from Alberta was giving an interview that gained some traction online. Um, but yeah, just kind of curious, like how the like different government officials are talking about this. I'm actually so glad you asked that because uh, as of today, the divide. Uh, in members of parliament has actually led to some pretty incredible political ramifications. So last time we spoke, I think Aaron O'Toole had just earlier in the day uh, endorsed the convoy and said he'd be coming down. Aaron O'Toole, for those uh, unaware, is the leader of the Conservative Party of Canada. Uh, He's a real, the- o- real O'Toole. <laughs> wow. Whoa. Whoa. Mind blown. Yeah. No, one, no one could have seen that joke coming. Every every Canadian listener just like collectively <laughs> rolled their eyes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, Aaron O'Toole had, had just uh, endorsed the convoy. He'd been getting some tough questions about it. Uh, following everything we just talked about and more, Aaron O'Toole walked that back uh, and said, you know, he didn't approve of, of the way that the convoy was acting in Ottawa. This led to a swift referendum on his leadership, and earlier today, Aaron O'Toole was voted out as the Conservative Party leader in Canada. Cool. And that does have pretty big ramifications. I know I, I talked about Aaron O'Toole a decent amount in my previous Canada episodes for Kidnapping Here. Um, so yeah, that'll be really interesting to see who... Uh, what's the, Do we have any idea of when the new person's going to try to get voted in? Like, when... When do you think that process is going to happen to fill that spot? I'm actually not sure. I haven't looked up uh, when it's going to happen. It feels like there's been months before where there's been interim leaders of the Conservative Party. Uh, The main concern right now for those outside uh, of Conservative politics is because Aaron O'Toole was considered relatively moderate. Uh, I think you talked about in the Fascism Canada episode how Aaron O'Toole kicked out Darren Sloan from the party for uh, being pretty coy on donations from neo-Nazi Paul Fromm on his campaign. Uh, overall, like that's a pretty great thing that Aaron O'Toole like, kicked him out of the caucus, like regardless of other elements of yeah. that leadership, uh, there's worrying that that kind of thought there are... won't be continued forward, especially because Sloan was also in the leadership race and Sloan has only gotten further right since then. Yeah, it is. Just, d- despite Aaron O'Toole's not great aspects, which there are lots of, he did. He did. He did take it. He did kind of hold back some of the more problematic uh, conservative uh, like elements, whether that be you know people from you know from the, his his own party like like Derek, and then also keeping kind of the People's Party stuff at bay. Um, yeah, and that will be an interesting kind of power struggle now that 
will be something to observe. I think the thing that concerns me most about all of this is the implication of the implications for this as a tactic. We saw a version of this that was more limited in scope and time in Portland in 2020 when this huge Trump caravan rolled through downtown, blocked off big chunks of downtown and like just maced and shot people with paintball guns at random. And it was kind of like, I think everyone there was surprised at how many folks they got for it. Um, this is a much more evolved version of the same tactic. And it's kind of stuff we talked about in season one of It Could Happen Here, this idea of like people coming from these conservative majority areas in a place where the vast majority of people are liberal, but centralized in the cities um, and blocking those cities off or otherwise disrupting their ability to transit, um, potentially their ability to get things shipped in like food, um, like their ability to do, use free movement. Um, and we've seen pieces of this, again, in a bunch of places. In, in Oregon, during the wildfires, you had these rural communities setting up checkpoints and stuff looking for people from the cities that they could bill as Antifa. And it's this it's this world worrying trend for a couple of reasons. Number one, when you get 10, 20,000 people to do something like this, even if the city has hundreds of thousands of people, that's effectively too large a group to police. Um, and the police don't want to police it anyway. So there's not even really an attempt to stop them. Um, and it's a way in which the vast majority of Canada, uh, at least based on the polling I'm aware of, um, is is not in support of the causes these guys are backing. What is it, like 76% of the country supports some level of like vaccine mandates? Um, if I'm remembering correctly, the last one I read. So this is not a popular movement. It's not even super do... popular among the truckers, like the no, actual, no, like, the, like most truckers in Canada matter. either. It no. doesn't even matter how many people are in the cities. You can get, if you can get 50, 60,000 people to do something like this, the police yeah. won't, will not take action and you can negatively impact the lives of a huge number of, of people. millions and that's of people before it gets radical, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. when these guys are not coming in with guns with the express plan to eliminate people or trying to specifically block up food. They're just kind of fucking around now. But it's this kind of, it's this thing we've talked about where you have, this is a thing in Canada and the United States, you had liberals kind of outsourcing the protection of society to this group of increasingly heavily armed and radicalized people who are now, in a lot of cases, fascists. Um, and that means that when there's a problem with a large chunk of people who hate everything you stand for, the people that you have completely outsourced protection to are all in favor of fucking with you because they hate you. And it's it's a problem in Oregon. It's going to be a problem in fucking New York City or whatever at some point. It's a problem in Ottawa. Um, I don't know. Am I am I off base here? Am I you're, am I am you're am not I off base at all. And uh, <laughs> like there isn't there isn't anything to to really elaborate on yeah. past what you said. The last time we spoke, I think, Robert, you said there's not a whole lot. Uh, was what you said that could really really be done with the vehicle op occupation tactic, and this unless, is proven to be unless a lot of people are willing to meet them with an equal force, which unfortunately yeah. Ottawa didn't have. Like it's a Ottawa's no. a Ottawa's a relatively large city uh, in Canada. It's <clears throat> there's over a million people that live here. It's also by landmass, I think, the largest city in Canada. Like east to west, it's it's very spread out, so it's a low mm -hmm. population density. So even the affected area downtown uh, is actually like pretty small in relation to the city itself, uh, which is pretty unfortunate. And like, it's not a particularly packed downtown for a large city yeah. downtown. I am, I am curious kind of on the violence aspect. Ha, um, has like, I know there's been like, um, 
of increase in like death threats to members of parliament, like specifically liberal members of parliament, specifically liberal members of parliament who are women, who are maybe yeah. not white. <laughs> um, so I, I, I would curious to see if, if you have any more kind of information on that side of things and then how how violence has popped up in a few places throughout the past like a uh, week, basically. Yeah, there's been a lot. So, I mean, even if you going by what's reported, like right now, there is by most estimates under a thousand, maybe at most a few thousand very far spread out people as part of the convoy. Uh, as of yesterday, there's 13 active police investigations. The police uh, of the city, the city of Ottawa said in the uh, in a presser, we obviously know when there's like 13 active investigations in anything this big, there's way more that's not being reported, not being investigated. Um, like they took, you know, like these things are going to 13 is going to be resultful of something bad. So some of the things that, that happened, Robert mentioned before, the alleged assault on a, a houseless person inside of Shepherds of Good Hope, uh, in which a security guard was also called a racial slur. Uh, there was a house that displayed, displayed a rainbow flag outside of it uh, that had harassment and poop thrown at it. Mm -hmm. Um there have been. We need to get a hundred thousand people together to throw their own poop back at these people. It's the only way they'll learn. Yeah, fighting fire with fire mm -hmm. is that that expression. I'm sure just emerged from just a tossing poop at each other strategy. Mm -hmm. uh, it's meant for this. Yeah, there have been suggestions all over social media <laughs> channels on like, here's how you can poop in snowbanks without getting caught. Uh, businesses have been harassed. There's been violence. So, like, what I think maybe some context uh, that isn't always known. In Ottawa on Saturday, and until recently, uh, dining in and restaurants uh, wasn't allowed. We were actually in a relatively strict lockdown following our Omicron wave. And a lot of people even coming like didn't know that. Like I spoke to people on Saturday who were like, hey, do you know like when the restaurants around here are open so we can like sit down for a meal? And I was like, there's no sitting down in Ottawa. So what people were doing, they were going inside cafes like Tim Hortons and stuff. And they were just refusing to leave and eating their food there anyways. And if there was no seats, they were just like eating in line it was also minus 28 degrees uh, in ottawa on saturday and very very cold on sunday there was an extreme cold weather warning uh, so especially when people brought their kids there wasn't a lot of options other than like swarm the malls and swarm restaurants and even then the mall the main mall downtown uh, Rideau center was closed partway throughout the day because it was not a safe place so uh i already talked before about uh, routes getting blocked uh, also not physical violence but honking has been keeping people awake there's been endless honking uh, if you watch video footage from it, and uh, even in the background right now, I'm coming from Ottawa, like I can hear honking in my background. Uh, some people allegedly parked and then urinated on the Tomb of an Unknown Soldier, which is, uh, um, yeah, it's a memorial. Yeah, I mean, a lot of this isn't <laughs> political is even the wrong way to describe a lot of the what's fun about this for these people. It's that they suck. Yeah, it's fucking, it's just, hooli it's just fucking hooliganism. Uh, and that's, yeah, it's, it's fucking hooliganism. There's going to be a lot more stories coming out for sure. Uh, as things progress, um, of stories of harassment, like I've talked to people who have gotten a, a cat call in the night, uh, people getting violent altercations, uh, street fights, I'm, I'm sure are going to break out. It's kind of at a very tense point right now in Ottawa. We're at that point. We're like, okay, we're seeing some signs like poops getting thrown at the houses what's going to happen next because the police are saying they don't have a plan and the truckers are saying they're not leaving. 
What's it like outside of Ottawa, across across all the other places where there's like similar activity happening? Uh, they're all looking to us and being concerned from who I'm talking to. Uh, anti-fascists in Alberta are, are particularly concerned right now uh, with the, the coup protests. There's ongoing to, uh, it keeps seeing popping up like U.S.-Canada border activities in the same. There's a few uh, attempted convoys by uh, Americans and even before in Europe, there was a few attempts. Yeah, some got turned away. Some Americans got turned yeah. away at the Canadian border because they weren't vaccinated. <clears throat> yeah, <laughs> which is, you know, like, it's like, you'd think because that's the reason they're saying they're protesting, they would have remembered that and thought maybe that's going to, like, come into play. But I don't, Yeah, I don't know. Cause, I mean, <laughs> there is a certain point where if you get enough people going, it would be interesting to see people really do just try to, like, drive through the border. Yeah, um, yeah, and I mean, there's been people like you look at social media channels. A lot of them saying like the borders are b- blocked right now with thousands of truckers supporting our cause. So if you saw that and you believed it, and then you went to the border and you're turned away for getting vaccinated, you might have thought, well, I thought I had you know 900 people with the same cause as me, and we were ready to use force. Yeah, which begs the question: Well, what happens when you do? Exactly. I don't want to find out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing. Is like if. If if they do if they did have what they say they had would they just start doing those things and not even think about it and not even think about like the politics of it they're just doing it to do it. Yeah, I, I should also mention too. We talked last time about um, uh, a Plaid Army slash Diagonal member's comments. Uh, they were broadcast on the news about uh, doing another quote January sixth, uh, and it came on the news today. It was first reported by Frank Magazine and I think by the Canadian Anti Hate Network. That he was arrested on firearms charges in Nova Scotia before coming here. Uh, worth noting, he was reporting live on Infowars on the Alex Jones show <coughs> on Saturday mm-hmm. before this came out. And Derek Sloan, good coverage. Yeah, Derek Sloan and Ezra Levant were also on the same program. So Robert mentioned Infowars before. That's that's great. That's what's going on there. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Can you see any, like, beyond the uh, conservative leadership, what other kind of political implications are people thinking about in Canada? It's really tense seeing what's going to come for other cities. Also, Ottawa is expecting a second wave. Some other people in other places that kind of didn't think the first one was going to be a huge success are saying, well, now that it's an occupation, we're coming. Uh, And police are even saying there's a second wave. It's a very tense place right now. We don't really know what to do. Community places are taking direct, community members uh, are talking about taking direct action because it's been so long. This isn't something that the city of Ottawa is particularly used to, unfortunately, in my lifetime. And so the ramifications of the future are pretty jarring. But what's alarming is how successful this occupation was with a relatively small number. I think the highest estimate was 18,000 people yeah. uh, into a city of over a million, which isn't really that many when you think about it. But the strategy was very, very I mean- effective. You think about how many fighters it took for Daesh to take control of Mosul. It, 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 if people, if there's not resistance, like there's only really mm-hmm. a few areas of a city that you need to occupy in order to have a great deal of control over what can be done. Yeah, and that's the tough part is they have a lot of control <laughs> over that small area in residents' lives. They don't have a lot of control over parliament, which yeah, is yeah. what they're protesting for. Yeah. I'm also interested to see, has the Canadian military said anything about these protests and the situation? So the Ottawa police chief in his press today was asked a lot about that, and he's still shying away. He's still saying he doesn't think military is the only option, uh, which if you're an activist on the other side of things and worried about police escalation hurting you in the future, yep, that might be a good thing to hear Yeah, yeah, yeah. in a sea of <laughs> shitty news. I'm not convinced that the military would fix the problem 
I'm not either. And also Ottawa had other police forces coming to, they said uh, they're spending $800,000 a day uh, initially to Seems just like on the cost of policing. Money's worth. Yeah. Yeah. They also said they've only like bylaws only had 150 tickets since this whole thing started in the occupied zone. So it's, it's unclear what a lot of them did other than, you know, keep up appearances. Uh, like I was walking around, I saw York region police officers walking around with their patches. That's hundreds of kilometers away. Uh, from Ottawa. So police presence, especially on the weekend, was not low. We, we had plenty. Hmm. They either didn't know what to do, thought it would die later, or a mixture of all the above. And there's been talk to uh, mixtures of some police officers have not been happy with it, but there hasn't been really anything in the news yet because no one's come forward. A lot of like tweets of like from reporters saying, I have an anonymous source in the Ottawa police that says they wish more actions were taken. Some saying otherwise, it's not really united right now. And yeah, it's scary. Is, is, is there any counter protests being planned for Ottawa? Uh, if I knew, I'd say so, because by the time this airs, it would have happened. So I think it'd be safe to talk about. But uh, fortunately, uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not actually sure about it. I might not be the best person to ask. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> We're keeping an eye out. Well, the good news is that all men die. And so long as men <laughs> die, liberty will never perish. Right? That's good. It's an upside. That is an upside. That's an up, it's a positive shot. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. We'll keep an eye on this and um, what, what results from it, because it's all pretty concerning um, and worth having having an eye and I'm particularly curious as to just like what kind of direct community responses to this develop because I think that's going to wind up being the only long-term solution you know it's kind of what people saw in Portland that you there's a there's a degree to which like the only thing that really works as a response is is outnumbering them yeah on on that note uh it might be maybe not the smoothest transition but uh there are actually some auto mutual aid funds and an advocacy group. yes that are doing some some cool stuff, and there's Fuck us there's, up with that. Yeah. There's too many to list for everyone. Oh well, uh, but uh, others have compiled lists, and I'm going to point to you there. So mm-hmm. Rose Ottawa, which stands for Rainbow Ottawa Student Experience, uh, serves two SLGBTQIA plus post secondary students on unceded Algonquin uh, Anishinaabe territory. And though they have closed off donations for themselves following a wonderful spike recently, they have a list of black led and black empowering organizations on their website with donation links. And you can reach that at roseottawa.org slash donations. Uh, there's a cool little Instagram account called trans is beautiful. OTT OTT stands for Ottawa. And that's all one word. That's been plugging small fundraisers for queer folk affected by the convoy, including housing support on their Instagram. Uh, again, that's trans is beautiful. OTT on Instagram. Uh, something we didn't get to talk about, uh, which is Ram Ranch, ramranch.ca, R-A-M-ranch.ca. A website was set up in the name of trolling the convoy Zello chats and has been doing a fantastic job about it. There's a whole army of trolls in the trucker Zello chats, and uh, it's been really entertaining to tune into. Uh, they've compiled a list of charities on their website. You can check that out at ram-ranch.ca and clicking on the rancher's donation zone. And yeah, that's where can uh, where can people find you on the internets? People can find me on the internet. I'm super active on Twitter at uh, at spineless l. The word spineless, the letter l. 
Fantastic. Well, hopefully, Beautiful. hopefully this gets all resolved, <laughs> and I don't need to uh, fly up to Canada to go to a protest. And if yeah. if, well, if, well, so, if we do, anyways. that'll be fun. I've been wanting to go to Canada for a minute. Yeah, I can. We can. Uh, we can uh, Just, uh, take drugs at Tim Hortons. That that would be fun. Yeah. Oh God. You know, I haven't vomited in a Tim Hortons bathroom in a long time our our local mcdonald's that uh got famous on the internet for a fist fight that someone pulled a raccoon out of their backpack during had to actually stop being 24 hours after the mayor pleaded with them because it was using up too many police resources that is fascism uh, that is the best kind of place the, they if they close over that, 190 wow. uh, calls in a year that's so <laughs> dope oh god yeah oh <laughs> I want to I want to set up somewhere on the border in the East Coast a Tim Hortons directly across the street from a Waffle House and just let them fight. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we, we do we we do miss that here. That's that's mm-hmm. something you you have to bring that you have to bring that over. Bring the Waffle House vibes over. All you need to do is watch a man get stabbed, and then spiritually, you're at a Waffle House. And that and that and that ties back to the future of the convoy. You're right. Well, that 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 does it for us today, everybody. We will see you later. It could happen here is a production of Cool Zone Media. For more podcasts from Cool Zone Media, visit our website, coolzonemedia.com, or check us out on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can find sources for It Could Happen Here updated monthly at coolzonemedia.com slash sources. Thanks for listening.